fretting, Renzo thought, might be an exaggeration, but the slight edge to his words was unmistakable. He came forward slowly, his smile combining ruefulness and charm in equal measure. Nevertheless, Papa, I am here now, and so, thankfully, are you. I was told you had collapsed with a heart attack. It was what they call an incident, Guillermo shrugged. Alarming at the time, but soon dealt with. I am to rest here for a couple of days, and then I will be allowed to return home. He sighed. But I have to take medication, and cigars and brandy have been forbidden, for a while at least. Well, the cigars at any rate must be counted as a blessing, Renzo said teasingly, as he took his father's hand and kissed it lightly. His father pulled a face. That is also Otavia's opinion. She has just left. I have her to thank for the pyjamas and the flowers, also for summoning help so promptly. We had just finished dinner when I became ill. Renzo's brows lifted. Then I am grateful to her. He pulled up a chair and paused. I hope Signora Alasconi did not go on my account. She is a woman of supreme tact, said his father and she knew we would wish to talk privately. There is no other reason. I have assured her that you no longer regard our relationship as a betrayal of your mother's memory. Renzo's smile twisted a little. Grazie. You are right to say so. He hesitated. So may I now expect to have a new stepmother? If you wish to formalize the situation, I, I would welcome... Guillermo lifted a hand. There is no question of that. We have fully discussed the matter, but decided that we both value our independence too highly and remain content as we are. He removed his glasses and put them carefully on the locker beside his bed. And while we are on the subject of marriage, where is your wife? Well, I walked headlong into that, thought Renzo, cursing under his breath. Aloud, he said, She is in England, papa as I think you know. Ah, yes. His father gave a meditative nod. Where she went shortly after your honeymoon, I believe, and has remained ever since. Renzo's mouth tightened. I felt a period of adjustment might be helpful. A curious decision, perhaps, said Guillermo, considering the pressing reasons for your marriage— you are the last of the line, my dear Lorenzo, and as you approached the age of thirty without the least sign of abandoning your bachelor life and settling down, it became imperative to remind you that you had a duty to produce a legitimate heir to carry on the Sant'Angeli name, both privately and professionally. He paused. You seemed to accept that and with no other candidate in mind, you also consented to marry the girl your late mother always intended for you, her beloved goddaughter, Marisa Brendan. I wish to be sure that advancing age has not damaged my remembrance, and that I have the details of this agreement correct, you understand? He added blandly. Yes. Renzo set his teeth. Advancing age, he thought wryly. How long did Crocodile survive? You are, of course, quite right. Yet eight months have passed, and still you have no good news to tell me.
This would have been a disappointment in any circumstances, but in view of the evening's events, my need to hear that the next generation is established becomes even more pressing. From now on, I must take more care, they tell me. Moderate my lifestyle. In other words, I have been made aware of my own mortality, and I confess that I would dearly like to hold my first grandchild in my arms before I die. Renzo moved restively. Papa, you will live for many years yet. We both know that. I can hope, said Guillermo briskly, but that is not the point. He leaned back against his pillows, adding quietly, Your bride can hardly give you an heir, filio mio, if you do not share a roof with her, let alone a bed. Or do you visit her in London, perhaps, in order to fulfill your marital obligations? Renzo Rose.